Welcome to Training for Manhood, an ongoing exploration and adventure intended to be fast, fun, and formative for guys who desire to be the best men they can. Young or old, there are always areas for improvement, growth, and maturity. We hope you'll pay attention and put into practice the useful advice you hear on this podcast. But remember, the goal isn't just to listen, but to do what you learn. Welcome to Training for Manhood. All right, guys, welcome back to Training for Manhood. Uh, down here in Dallas uh, with uh, Pastor John Elmore. John, welcome. Hey, Dan. Thanks to be with you. You, you bet. I'm, I'm excited. Um, I, I've, I've gotten to know you. Uh, I brought you in for a chapel to speak to our kids one time. Um, just uh, love your heart, your ministry, um, all that you get to do. Um, love that part of your story uh, took you through Austin, even though I know those were the dark years. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, but, you know, we, we both love Austin as a city. Um, just a lot of good places to get in trouble down in Austin. Yeah. So, but uh, but great place. Um, but uh, I said I said, what did you want to talk about? And, and every once in a while, right? You know, you kind of get that um, the concept of you know what's on your heart, what, what's God moving in you. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you need to to talk to? Like, if you could sit down with you know with fifty young guys, and what did you want to talk about? Yep. Um, and you were like sin and repentance. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Well, that's everyone's favorite topic. <laughs> okay, but he, here's what I was thinking, right? Is I, the, the verse that jumped to my mind was immediately um, Hebrews 12, where it talks about the sin that so easily entangles. Mm. And I thought, you know, it's, it's interesting um, because that description doesn't tell you how to untangle it, right? Mm. It's, it's basically like, hey, put, put that aside, set that aside, that sin yeah, that so but, easily entangles. And you're like, but wait a second, if it so easily entangles, right. is it that easy to untangle? Right. And the reality is it's, it's not. Right. Right. So, so why, why this topic? Why, why do you want to cover this? What, what is it that you see in young men, right, that this might be a struggle, a hurdle, an obstacle in their walk? Yeah. So, Dan, the reason, the reason why I responded that I did with sin and repentance is because this is the most often request that I get. When people uh, are like, hey, can we get coffee? Can we get lunch? It's not because they're asking me theological questions about the deity of Christ or you know, yeah, some, yeah. some interpretive challenge of the scriptures. They're wanting to know, hey, I'm stuck in life, uh, um, whether with the girl that I'm dating or in my own personal purity or in this wrestling. I don't know what to do. Yeah. I've trusted in Jesus, yeah. so I have forgiveness of sins. I do not have freedom from sins. Yeah. And they are ensnared. They are entangled. And they're easily entangled, but they're not easily untangled. And here's the deal, man. Uh, God has promised a way out. Yeah. He has not left us to eke out the spiritual existence. There is fullness of an abundant life in Christ that awaits every single follower of Jesus or those who haven't trusted in Jesus yet to become uh, not just forgiven, but free. Yeah. And so that's, that's my passion and desire. And frankly, it, it's my story. It's what brought me to Jesus. And I've heard it said long ago, if you want to know what God's going to do with your future, take a good look at your past because he will redeem, re-engineer, repurpose all that was lost and, and happened and the sin you committed, the sin that was committed against you. He will repurpose, re-engineer that and use it in the future. You, and you so know what's funny? Uh, he I'm, has and he will. I'm glad you brought that up. One of the biggest, I think, complaints that the world has about the concept, the presence of God, the existence of God, is there really a God, um, is uh, that bad things happen to good people, the, the way the world would put it, right? Mm. Um, something bad has happened to me. Um, a loved one died. I didn't get the job I wanted. Um, you know, I, I got left at the altar. I don't care what it is, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm just always like, here's the interesting thing. If, if you believe in a good God who is all-powerful, imagine what he can do with 
those bad things that have happened. So, so if, if you just go through life and you just look at the past and, right, and all you see is negative, 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 and you look to your future and I'm thinking, well, if there's no God, then here's, here's what you're going to see in the future. Negative, 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 right? And all it's going to do is, is just continue on down that cycle. But if God says, hey, John, I want to take that negative, and yes. as you said, I want to repurpose it, I want to re-engineer it, watch what I'm going to do with it. And I'm yeah. thinking, to me, right, e even if you don't believe in God, that would be the hope that there is a God, right? I've got something negative in my life. I hope at least that there's a God, yep. that he can make something out of this. Otherwise, right, all, I, all I've got is, is heartache and, and, you know, and hurt, yeah. right? Which from the Christian perspective, we come in and, and I think that's the story is, hey, watch, watch what God can do with this, yeah. right? And Don't it's not only in the that, story there. Not only that he's able, he promises to do so. So, mm -hmm. it's, and it's all throughout the scriptures. It's not just one cherry-picked verse. It's Genesis fifty twenty. Joseph says, what you meant for evil, yeah. God meant, not God can use. He meant it. You meant it for evil. Yeah. God was at work all along. It says in the Psalms that God actually sent Joseph to Egypt. In Ephesians chapter 1, it says he works all things in accordance to his will. But if, but all if, of it. But if he told you at the beginning, right, that's the other thing, right? Hey, Joseph, here's the deal. I got a plan, right? And here's what it's going to look like. Yeah. None of us would sign up for it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? Like, no, no, no. Yeah. You know, I got a different plan. We, and here's what it run is. To, right. Yeah. It, it's, you know, it's, it's you, know, you know, I'm going to put the life together. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do yeah. this. And God's just like, no, you don't understand. Yeah. Even, even his own son, yeah. right? I mean, his own son. It's possible that this right. cup passed. He, he, yeah. He's set to die on a cross right. for, for my sin. And I'm thinking to myself going, does that mean that I'm supposed to get off easy in life? Hmm. Right? And, yeah. and the answer is no. Right? Yeah. We're going to go through some difficulties and some trials and some tribulations. Yeah. But what you're saying is, right, there's hope and there's redemption that comes with that. Yeah. And I would say not just if you were like sexually abused, which statistically that's one in five mm -hmm. for guys. And that stat's on the rise because of the prevalency of pornography and how kids are co-abusing other kids. Yeah. Um, so it's one in five there. It doesn't matter if it's broken home, but it's also the self-inflicted sin, the sin that we caused. Yeah. I mean, look, my story is like 12 years of alcoholism yeah. and drug use and pursuing women and money and status. Like I chased after every sin the world had to offer. And uh, that was all self-inflicted. That's not uh, something that someone else did to me. I volitionally chose all of it. Yeah. And yet... I would tell you, Dan, and I'm telling your listeners right now, <laughs> Here it is. Uh, having been to DTS, graduate with a master's in theology with honors, like those are not the things that I'm using most often to tell others about Jesus and the hope in him. Mm. The, the, the most used thing in my life that I, that I tell people Jesus about is my alcoholism. Mm. Because everyone on this earth, all 8 billion people, they all have sin. So I've got a common denominator. I can tell them about my alcoholism and walls come down and they're like, why would you? I mean, yeah. you, just told, you just led with that? Yeah. I know that they have sin if they're walking this earth, but they may not have a savior. And so even my own self-inflicted sin, and I'm saying this to the listeners, like your addiction to porn, your same-sex same struggle, like whatever it may be, mm. um, even the self-righteousness and pride, uh, those things in the hands of God will be used for good. He will redeem it. Um, and you're not beyond help. Like there, there's a way to get free. Yeah. I think we can talk about. So, so, so where do you start? 
I mean, because if, if, if the, the reality is, you're right. We, we just went and saw, and I'll, I'll throw this out. <laughs> cultural references to me sometimes, you know, they, they work, sometimes they don't. Yep. Um, but The Hunger Games just came out with a new movie, which was kind of the prequel to all the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the theme of the, the concept is, right, is President Snow is going to end up being a bad guy. We know that, right, because we've seen later ones, right? But they have to figure out, how does a good person become bad? And I think that's what the movie's trying to figure out. Right? How do we take a, a good human being, a decent human being, because we're all born good, and how does that human being end up bad? And that, I, I watched the movie and I went, oh my goodness, right? Welcome to the world's trying to figure out where evil comes from. Yeah. Right? Where you and I both know, right? We were born with sin. Right. right? How do you make I, a bad person good? How do you make a bad person good is, right. is the opposite question that most people don't ask. Right. Right? And so the concept is, I, I think, right, the average person walking through life, right, without Christ, um, they feel good, right? They're, they're doing good every once in a while. They, they stumble in something, but they don't, they don't see a need to repent from sin. Mm-hmm. They don't see sin as, right, you know, something that has offended a holy God. Um, they may see it as something that got them in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, they may see it as something that, you know, cost a relationship or, you know, ended up hurting somebody. But they right. don't see, like, oh, I need to repent of that, right, right? Um, you know, and return back to God. So. Mm-hmm. You know, two, I guess two different questions is, what do you say to the person who doesn't know Jesus about this whole conversation and why this would be important? And then what's the, what is it that you say to the person who is a Christian about how do you remove yourself then, right, that path of repentance and confession to move away from sin? Yeah. I, I have uh, non-Christians and Christians, frankly, asking me the same thing. Like, I've got this thing in my life. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you go into an AA meeting, which is yeah. where I came from as an alcoholic, uh, spent a uh, little bit of time there. Anyway, they're asking, how do I get free from my alcoholism? Yep. As the believer, so many are asking prevalency of, of pornography, frankly, porn and masturbation. Like, they've trusted in Jesus. They're asking, I, I've been forgiven. I've been given the gift of eternal life, and yet I am, I am deeply ensnared to this porn struggle, and I have been since I was exposed to it at the age of eight, and maybe they're 20, 30. Yeah and older um, and it's how do we get free and God has made it really clear in the scripture so first for the unbeliever it's to trust in Christ like we're not out to have people change morally we're to have them be born again uh, to change an unbeliever's morals is like giving painkillers to a cancer patient they may feel better in a little bit but they're still going to die and spend eternity in hell and so what they need is the gospel uh, they don't need tips and tricks on how to get free from their struggle because you've got a bunch of people that are dry drunks and they're going to spend eternity from hell and not receive the fullness of, of having a new life in Christ. So, but for your listeners, I believe, so that would be to trust in Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins. Um, you're not going to be able to f- fix or right your life, get free from whatever ensnaring sin because sin is a supernatural problem. It demands a supernatural answer. You're not going to be able to get out of it apart from uh, receiving the gift of salvation. It says that we're dead in our sins. You've got to be made alive by trusting in Jesus as life, death, and resurrection, um, which is what happened with me. I would try and try and try. Like, I, I knew, like, all right, I'm not supposed to... I, I had, I mean, it's scriptures say that he's written the law on the hearts of unbelievers. Mm-hmm. So I, I had a sense of guilt, though I repressed it, um, when I would lead a girl into sexual sin um, when I would be at a strip club, when I would um, get high, when the police were behind me, when I was driving drunk, like yeah. I knew, like uh, I'm so, doing something's that. wrong here. Yeah, and I, and I would try to right the ship, so to say, right yep. my life, but yep. I I couldn't. Yep. And and so what I decided, I'm like, you know what? I'm just like, 
I'm messed up and this is just what it is. But surrendered my life to Christ, even though I, I was like a deist, believe he existed, but didn't have anything to do with me because somebody made all this. But trusted in Jesus at the age of 30 and was born again, made mm-hmm. new. And then he set me free from my alcoholism, like 12-year addiction to alcoholism, weed, pills, all that. And then for the last 18 years, I've been helping other people get free in a variety of different contexts, but from every sin under the sun. And your listeners are probably like, okay, well, tell me, tell me, like quit beating around the bush. What is it? And I ask people all the time, like, hey, if, could you quit for the rest of your life, the, whatever your struggle is, if, mm-hmm. it's, if it's vaping, if it's pills, if it's girls, if it's porn, could you quit for the rest of your life? Like, you know, it's a sin. You've trusted in Jesus. Just quit. You know, it's wrong. And they're like, man, I'd I'd love to say yes, but history would say no. Like, I'm going to fail again. And I'm like, yeah, of course. Like, me too. And then I'll say a second question. For the next 24 hours, by God's strength, could you not do your thing? Could you not give in to your struggle? And the answer to that is like, yeah, I could go 24 hours, but I don't need 24 hours. I need to quit for the rest of my life. You know, I want to get married one day. I don't want to be a porn actor. I, I, don't, I don't need to stop for a day. One time I went for a week. I went for a month. Like, I need to stop for the rest of my life. This thing, I keep going back to it. I'm like, I know, I know, I know. You will stop for the rest of your life. But the way that you have a lifetime of freedom is by getting days of freedom. Like, a lifetime of freedom is made up by singular days. So, truth of the matter is, I'm not actually 18 years sober. I'm like, what? I don't know what the math is even, yeah. but a thousands yeah. of days sober. Yeah. And it just became one day at a time. And yeah. so it's how do you get free one day at a time? And Jesus says, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's got enough worries of its own. Seek Amen. me, my kingdom, my righteousness, yeah. and then all I'm going to take care of the rest. And so it says in Galatians 5.16, walk by the spirit. You won't gratify the desires of the flesh. It says, well, I can keep rattling off verses, but it seems to be that that is what the Lord has designed and put in his word is that freedom from sin is through daily repentance. Martin Luther, we were talking earlier about, you know, old authors. Luther, who sparked the Great Reformation, nailed the 95 theses to the church in Wittenberg. The first four of those theses, his first four of the 95 theses, are all about repentance. Mm -hmm. And he says that it's not a once and for all repentance, but that the whole of the Christian life is to be one of repentance. John Knox uh, said, who, you know, Mortification of Sin, great book, I commend to listeners. He says, be killing sin or it will be killing you. He says, make it your daily work, daily, key part. Do not cease from it. And the scriptures align with this. Galatians 5 says, the spirit and the flesh are at war with one another every hour of every day. Mm-hmm. And so the answer is this daily surrender. And that sounds kind of ethereal probably or theological, like, okay, daily surrender, man, I'll try, but like, what do I do? Like, what do I do? And so here, here it is in very simple terms. I say, if you're in trouble, you need to act. A-C-T. So the first is, A is ask. Ask God for help. You bring him into the fight. Yeah. So Romans eight thirteen it says, if you live according to the flesh, you will die. Meaning, you do what you want to do, the sin is going to lead to death. I heard that. I thought it was a scare tactic of a youth pastor. I'm like, whatever. I'm not going to die because I get drunk. And then at the age of 30, I had two doctors telling me, you're dying because of alcoholism. <laughs> and I had put a gun to my head. Yeah. Um, yeah, sin does real. lead to yep. death. Yep. I've seen porn lead to relational death. You know, I, I can go on and mm. on. But so the, it, it does, the scripture doesn't end there. It says, if you 
live according to the flesh, you'll die. But if, conditional statement, if by the Spirit, now he is the means, if by the Spirit you put to death, execute, kill, put to death the deeds of the flesh, you'll live. In that verse, it is saying, you don't have the power over sin, which is why your listeners may be leaning in like, I know I don't, what do I do? You bring God into the fight. The Spirit, one of the rules is that he is the sin killer. We always talk about the fruit of the Spirit, um, that he bears this fruit in us, the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, righteousness, all that. We memorize it, we know it. That's the positive work of the Spirit. In mortification of the flesh, he talks about the negative work of the Spirit. I heard that, I'm like, negative work of the Spirit? You can't tell, you can't say anything that the Spirit does, you can't call it negative. He doesn't mean negative in a bad sense. Yeah, it means negate. Yes. So the negative work of the Spirit is he bears good fruit and he kills the bad fruit. But we neglect that entirely. We focus on, well, I just want him to bear the good fruit. And it's like, well, the other half of his job you're trying to do, you're trying to put to death sin by your own gumption or willpower or because you got caught cheating on a test or looking at porn. That's his job. You Sin is a supernatural problem. It demands a supernatural answer. You have no ability to kill sin. He is the sin killer. Mm, sure. Bring him into the fight. So A, ask. Well, what? Just I, I, I did, man. I, I walked the aisle. I went down at youth camp. I, I, I'm a college servant at the Christian camp. I said I was sorry about sin, and I asked him, I want to quit porn, and then I'm back here. And the answer is you ask him daily. Mm. That's the Galatians 5.16. The verb tense of walk is a present tense continuous meaning all day, every day. So one, I tell people, get on your knees. It's a position of humility before the Lord and ask him to keep you free for the next 24 hours. He promises daily bread, not quarterly bread, not lifetime bread. Mm -hmm. He says daily bread. I will give you what you need today. I'll see you tomorrow. Old Old Testament manna, right? Yes. Got enough for today. Yes, yes, that's it. Verses are new every morning. You don't don't need to collect three or four days worth of it. 100%. Like, I'm going to give you what you need today. And I think that's because he's like, hey, we got to stay close. This walk home to eternity, I don't want to see you monthly or quarterly or annually. I want to see you daily. I'm going to give you a limp in life that's going to create... Um, a daily dependency where you're going to have to come to me daily. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. The C is commit. So commit to another person Mm -hmm. for 24 hours that I will not give in to my thing. Jonathan Edwards, who led a great awakening here in America, um, he wrote these resolutions, these 70 resolutions. Mm -hmm. These are things I will and will not do. And he reread them. He made them public. Um, So good. Biblically, what we see is Hebrews 3.13. It says, encourage one another daily. And it's like, well, that's nice. That's a nice Christian platitude. Let's be encouraging to each other. That's not the reason. He says, encourage one another daily so that, here's the purpose, you will not be hardened in your heart, your spirit, by the deceitfulness of sin. Now, what that tells us is that if we're not receiving a daily encouragement, which you and I are doing right now together, yeah. Dan, we're, yeah. we, we're receiving part of that right now. It says that that is the antidote to not being deceived by sin, is daily encouragement. But the inverse is true, that if, it, if you're just expecting that church on Sunday and men's small group on Wednesday, and I'm going to live my life well, God's like, no, no, that's two days out of the week. What about the other five? The other five, you're being deceived. Your heart is being hardened by sin. Yeah. And so he says every single day, you've got to have this daily encouragement. 
in James 5.16, it says, confess your sins to one another, not so you can be shamed or like some kind of dead ritual, like, well, we're just supposed to do it. He says, so that you may be healed. So I tell people, if you want to be forgiven, confess to Jesus. If you want to be healed, God says, confess to each other. Mm. That's different. Yeah. He says, you confess to each other, pray for each other, then I rain down healing. And that's what we're after. If you've got sin, you want to repent. Man, I want, I want to be healed. I don't want this to be a part of my story anymore. I want to be free from it. And so the C of commit is committing to another brother in Christ. Or, you know, if we've got any women listening, I don't, maybe this gets passed along um, to another. You do it with the same gender, a brother in Christ, sister in Christ. But a brother in Christ, you say, hey, I commit to you for the next 24 hours. I'm not going to look at porn or touch myself. And the T is talk or text in 24 hours. So I'm committing to you by God's strength. So now I've got a brother in the fight. Now, when I'm tempted at midnight and, uh, you know, I got my laptop open or I'm flipping through Instagram, TikTok, whatever, hypothetically for your listeners, uh, and some ad comes up to click on or whatever is there, it's not just that I've asked God to help me and give me strength for the next 24 hours. I know, man, I've got to follow up with Dan tomorrow. And he's going to ask me, Hey, how'd you do? Last 24 hours, how was it? And my resolve is going to be strengthened by that Hebrews 3.13 mutual encouragement so I won't be deceived by sin. Then the T is talk or text within 24 hours. The next day I set an alarm on my phone like, all right, hey, every day, like you and I are talking right now at 2 o'clock, I'm going to set an alarm at 2 o'clock. Dan, I commit to you by by God's strength. I'm not going to look at porn or touch myself for the next 24 hours. I'm setting an alarm on my phone at 2 p.m. I'm going to follow up with you. I'm going to let you know how I did. And you're going to be praying for me. Maybe your struggle is overeating, undereating. It's uh, passivity at work or it's, um, you know, crossing boundaries with your girlfriend or fiance. And so we've got this like mutual prayer, mutual confession. We're warring for each other and we know we're going to follow up. So when you're, you know, at home, you know, late night with the girlfriend, you're going to be like, dude, I got to follow up with John. Like I can't, there, there is nothing more that we're going to do. We're not going to cross those boundaries. The resolve is strength. We follow up with each other the next day. How'd you do? How'd you do? And people say sometimes they're like, what if I fall? Well, it's James five sixteen. You confess that to your brother and they pray for you and you recommit. Hey, I commit. You ask God, you set me free for the next 24 hours. I commit to you. But, but Dan, by that process, I have seen thousands of people get free from every sin under the sun. Like you name it, pills, weed, vaping, sexual sin, porn, passivity, anger, rage, unforgiveness, all of it. Yeah. Why? Because while our sins are different, our Savior is the same. He lives to set us free. And it's really, really simple. Yeah. It's really simple and it's really powerful. He's just waiting for us to ask. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. It reminds me of uh, when Jesus was washing the feet of his disciples. Um, and Peter came in and he's like, you know, no, I don't want you to wash my feet. And Jesus says, well, then you have no part of me. And then Peter's response was, then wash all of me. And Jesus was like, no, that's coming. <laughs> right? Like, like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die, right? And my blood's going to cover you once for yeah. all. Right? And so here, here's the thing, like, the blood of Christ has covered me. The sin has been paid for. 100%. Right? But why did Jesus wash their feet? It's because every day you get the world on you. Yes. And so you got to take the word and you got to wash it off every day. Yes. Right? So, so your thing is, here's the deal. Yeah, you've been forgiven once for all. 
right? But if I want to live in that victory that he has earned me, yes. then daily I've got to, I've yeah. got to, I got to own it. Like I got to wake yes. up today and say, okay, today I got to live in victory. And yes. I get to, I get to make those choices whether I want to or not. And how do yes. I do that? It's the daily washing of the word, yeah. right? I go to the Lord, I spend time with him and I say, Hey, right? You, you've saved me. So let's go live as if we're and, saved. And you will keep me safe. <laughs> and you will keep me safe, right? And with a brother in Christ. Yeah. If there's no Lone Ranger Christianity, Amen. me and Jesus, yeah. he's just, he's, he's. And that, that's the cool thing. I, my son's actually writing a paper uh, and we were just talking about how um, when God created man, he said, um, let us make man in our image. Yeah. And the, the Trinity of God is such an you know incredible thing that we spend no time talking about, mm. right? But that God, God has unity. Yes. Right, just within himself. Yes. And so when we're created in his image, we're created as beings that, that demand to have community. Yes. Right? Not only unity with God, but unity with others. Yep. Right? And it's kind of interesting, but the, you know, the very first thing he creates woman, and so all of a sudden man is separated, mm-hmm. but he immediately puts him back together in the garden through marriage. Right. And so whatever has been divided, God reunites. Right. Right? Now sin wants to divide us. Yes. Right? But salvation and the blood reunites us. Yep. And so every, every day, every day we walk out into the world and sin says, hey, I want to divide you. I want to separate yep. you. Right? And God says, no, I want to, I want to bring you back. And how yep. do we do that? As, he, as you said, through that community. And that's the lie that people will hear is like, oh, man, if I share this, I'm going to be ashamed. I'm going to be embarrassed. They're going to hate me. They're going to think I'm a freak. Well, everybody's got something. And Satan wants us isolated like that. Mm -hmm. And so listen to me carefully here. I tell people leaders go first or others may never. Mm -hmm. And so it just takes one person saying, hey, can we talk? I've got this thing in my life. I'm sure you've got something too, but I want to let you know. Would you and you, if you've got something, and let's go to war together, yeah. and t- together one on one in a small group setting, um, maybe the community group, life group, whatever fraternity even, but for guys to come together, and it's like that's First John one seven. He says if we walk in the light, we have fellowship with one another. We think if we walk in the light, man, I'm going to be ashamed and isolated. The gospel's like, no, then you're going to have deep fellowship. You're going to know each other truly and love each other deeply. And the yeah. verse goes on and says, and the blood of Christ cleanses you from all sin. Yeah. And if this is like, man, I know we've like unpacked a lot and this is not self-promotion, but I wrote a book called Freedom Starts Today. I love it. That is 90 days yeah. of this trajectory just to help people along the path. Some people are disciplined enough to just like put that ACT, daily repentance into action. Do it like it's there in the scriptures. Others need the like the daily walk and, and use that. So if that's helpful, um, man, I'll I can get them to you for free if cost is an issue. Like I'm not I'm not out to I'm out to see people free in Christ, not, not to make any. Yeah. I don't make that's, money off of it. That's that's what you want. I love though you mentioned First John walking in the light. Yeah, right. Because the other reference that John uses, right? He says God is is light and love. Yeah. Right. And he just goes back and forth between those two things. So you, as you said, if I want to walk in the light. Right, that's going to be you know the embarrassment and the shame, mm. right? But the exact opposite is true, because that's where he's like, when you walk in the light, that's when yep. you get to experience God's love, yep. right? And, and that's that's where the relational aspect comes from, 100%. Where, where the freedom comes from. Yes. It's when you walk in the dark, right, and the secret and the isolation. Yep. It's where now the love of Christ, right, isn't in the light, right, yep. and you, and you're running from that. And so, yep. you know, you're the you're the prodigal son. Right. You've left the home. Right. Right. You have sin has pleasure for a moment. So you're out there spending your dad's sure. money. Right. But then eventually you'll you'll reach the end of whatever it is that you've reached the end of. Yep. And you'll look up and you'll say, now, what do I do? And yep. their answer is go home. Yeah. And that's a good <laughs> go back, word. Go back to the light. man. That's go a good home. word right there, because 
here probably at the end of the podcast, nearing the end, you're going to listen to this and think like, oh, that was that's helpful. Maybe I should do that sometime. I'm telling you today, today. right now, today. listener, text a brother in Christ right now and be like, hey, I want to talk. Yeah. We need to meet up. Uh, we've got some business yeah. to take care of. If we want to be the men of God and, and be a leader one day for a woman of God and raise a family of God, um, make send that text right now. Like hit pause on this. Do it. And um, this will be here waiting, but uh, do not neglect. Yeah, I love it. John, thank you for your time, for your word, for, for allowing God to use mm. um, your past, right? As you said, to you know, re-engineer it uh, yeah. and make it as something um, that, uh, that brings hope and healing to other yeah. guys out there. Dan, it's my joy. Thank you for what you're doing for Appreciate this ministry, um, for all your listeners, and for what God's going to do. He's awesome. using you mightily. Awesome. Thank you, John. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Training for Manhood. If you found the conversation to be valuable, make sure to rate us where you listen to podcasts. Also, check out additional content on our website, trainingformanhood.com. That's training, the number four, manhood.com. Until next time, in the words of King David, be strong and show yourself a man. <laughs>